Welcome back, guys. Episode 40 today. Um, joined by Tash and Joe, owners of Hot Pod Yoga Leicester. Really excited to sit down with you both and learn a bit more about Hot Pod, where the journey started. Um, so, yeah, a bit about yourselves, if you don't mind. Just letting us know like how the journey started. Can't rest, can't rest, won't rest, believing in the process. Every day's a progress, slow steps, I need my own clothes. So, you want about when I first started yoga or are we going right back? Yeah, I reckon let's go right back. Yeah, yoga, where did the yoga journey start? So, uh, as you probably know already, we're both kickboxers and um, that that's always been part of our life. And if you asked us years ago, would you ever do yoga? We both probably would have said no. I didn't even know what yoga was. I'll say it right now. I didn't have a clue what yoga was. So you got one didn't know what yoga was. I had an idea in my head, which I think a lot of people have this idea in their head of what yoga is. Mm -hmm. And I actually used to like, just laugh about it, like take the mick out of it and be like, no, I'd never do that. Yeah. Um, and then come 2017, like the winter, I was getting really tight in my shoulders, obviously like you're kind of rounding off in your shoulders when you fight, when you do boxing and stuff. And um, I'd heard about hot yoga and I thought, actually, I wouldn't mind that. You know, it's quite intense, like <laughs> the sweating and I saw it as, as a bit of a workout. And also as a fighter, you know, you've got to lose weight. You've got to cut weight just before a fight. I thought that, that might actually might be quite helpful. So that was the way I was going into it. Yeah. And I'd heard about a new place in town called Hot Pod Yoga Leicester. And it only been open like about a month. Um, originally, it was on Pocklington's Walk. So it was just near the Magistrates' Courts. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And the other option was Bikram Yoga and that had been around for years. So I thought, well, I'm a big fan of like supporting new, new places. Mm. So let me go there. Plus the pod, the idea of the pod, it just looked cool. So I went, I took up the intro offer and I went every single day. I I was hooked. I was Loved it. I was instant. I was instantly hooked. I came. I went in. I went out. And I thought, you know what? I feel like I've just had a full body massage through my own stretching, my own movement, my own breathing. And I was like, wow, I've been spending so much money on massages and like, you know, massage therapy. And I could just be doing it myself. And it ends up being cheaper. So after the intro offer. I ended up joining. Um, I remember at the time, I didn't have much money. And, I, well, I say that, but I was going for a coffee every day. And that <laughs> was, yeah, that was how I decided, how do I, how do I join this membership? How do I go every day and afford it? I knocked the coffees on the head and went yoga. <laughs> so I went every day um, on the complete membership, absolutely hooked. And a year later, took myself away to India to study it, study it th further, mm. and um, came back a teacher, and I just started teaching the pod straight away, absolutely loved it, it was the place that I wanted to teach yoga, because for me, that it was that environment, which we'll talk about, that got me into it, if, if it wasn't the way it was, and the way it is now, hot pod yoga as it is, and the way it's set up, I never would have stepped foot on a yoga mat, I just know I wouldn't, mm. so I thought, this is the place that I want to be in, where... I can also do the same for others and teach yoga. And yeah. I, I honestly, I talk like this when I teach yoga, as you know, yeah. I speak how I speak. Um, no facade, no yoga voice, real language that everyone's going to understand. And that's what I loved about it. And then come 2020, lockdown, it's closed. 
and it was a sad time when when you're hooked on hot pod yoga you can't you can't recreate that at home you can yeah, do yoga exactly. but you just can't recreate there's no pod at <laughs> <Yeah>. home <laughs> you can't make the pod you can't create you know the really nice scent that you get in there you can't create that vibe and the purple led you can't do it so it was really sad to hear that it might potentially not reopen and i just felt this like pull in my heart and i was i spoke to joe and i was like we should do it we should carry it on because it was going to close and lester wouldn't have had a hot pod i was like let's do it let's try it if it doesn't work out if people don't want to go after lockdown then at least we tried but here we are now like three years on how was that though was it a scary moment like just thinking like taking that leap to get all started up i think you can talk about that yeah i think at the time like, i was working in a toilet paper factory so i was oh. working all the way through lockdown and it was quite quite decent hard work but you know it kept me busy yeah, yeah. at that time but we got on to decided oh let's let's have it let's give it a go and we knew well it's lockdown if it fails it's not because of us it's going to be because the situation the situation yeah. of the world yeah. is yeah. things might not work out we might not even ever open so we approached hotpot with the mindset of we actually might not open but we'll give it a go we'll see how that how that works out yeah and we were pretty much ready to open and then we've got some news that the building we're going to be in we had to leave. We had to leave and change. Start uh, all over again. Yeah. Okay. So, so the Pocklington's Walk one was that the plan you was originally going to yeah, stay we were there? Stay okay. There. But then things just took a turn, and we we're like, well, we need to find a place now. And mm -hmm. at the time, we had just moved gyms, so we were um, we we're now training at First Legion. Okay. And a few days before we found out about this, um, the owner Jamie asked us, "Oh, guys." Have you thought of moving places? Hot pot, bringing just upstairs, yeah. gonna get free in a few weeks. Yeah. So we could like get Work collaboration together, yeah. on yeah. Yeah, and just move upstairs. And like, oh no, it's not needed. Yeah. No, we already have our place. Everything is ready. We are pretty yeah. much ready to <laughs> open. And bam. That happens. That <laughs> happens. And, you know, things work, work the way they did. And we spoke to Jamie and we knew like we are going to. It was to almost move. like it was meant to be because, you know, if someone had said to us, right, you can take over Hot Pod Yoga, but you're not going to be able to have this premises. You're going to have to build a whole new studio. We wouldn't We wouldn't have took it on because mm -hmm. we didn't have the skills to build anything. We hadn't <laughs> even decorated our own apartment. You know, we're, we're both really bad at DIY yeah. and all the basic stuff. So we never would have took it on. So because it was ready made and it was there, we thought, okay, cool, we can we can yeah. do that. You know, yeah. we've we've got what it takes to to run the studio and be organised. But we didn't know we had the what it took to build a brand new studio. Yeah. Like, and we upgraded. Like the space is much bigger than what the was in Pocklington's okay. uh, Walk. So it was a lot of work, a lot of hours. I was still working in the factory. Tasha was spending her days in a building site, basically yeah. just. <laughs> Stealing tiles and trying to organize everything. It, it was a, it was a funny journey. Yeah, it was a very fun journey. Um, yeah, now we are here, isn't it? So when did like you start to look into yoga and Joe? Um, like at the time, we, we wasn't together, but we were training together. She okay. was pretty much my coach. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's always funny when we look back at that. Unofficially, <laughs> yeah. she was my coach. She, we were train, training about twice a day. We would go swimming. We would go running. We would go uh, just 
Just do part. We call it the Russian boot camp. Yeah, yeah. Russian okay. coach touch. <laughs> oh, she used to kill. Is it savage? Yeah, yeah. She used to kill me. You know, like we were only young as well, wasn't yeah. it? Like. I knew I came to England because I wanted it. I wanted to fight, and mm -hmm. obviously, I still want to fight. But things that are different now. Yeah. But when I came in, it was all I wanted to do. I just wanted to be in the gym 24/7. Mm -hmm. I'll find a job, no problem. But this is what I'm gonna do. I'm yeah. gonna be a champion. I'm yeah. gonna like actually do this for a living. And we ended up meeting each other, and she was down for it too. You know, like she was down for training. She was down for training really, really hard. So we were always training and one day she mentioned it. She men mentioned, oh, I've been going yoga. You should give it a go. And we've watched back a, a video. Yeah, recently. Yeah. We were training, doing some workout. We're, like, we're on some TRX and he was struggling to get in the positions. And you can just hear me mutter like, you really do need to go to that yoga place that oh, really? we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. So that's how I started. Um, I think my first class was the nurturing flow. Yeah. Yeah. I think not a bad works. one to start off yeah. with. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Especially if you like, if you work out a lot. Yeah. You, you want to chill, isn't it? It's like just complete release. Um, at the time, like afterwards, I felt really good. But unlike her, I didn't feel that like massive pull straight yeah. away. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like, oh, I love this. I would love to do this every day. I didn't feel that. But I did feel quite relaxed. And, um, we got together and I think when we got together, I started going a bit more often. And then she went to India. I, I didn't go anymore. I stopped going. Okay. Then when she came back, she started teaching. I was actually going to all of her classes because yeah. we were basically living together yeah. at this point. So I was just going to all of her classes and um, I, was, I was enjoying it. And I found that it was like really helpful for me. <laughs> but the moment it clicked, it was uh, I was just lying down there. And I'd, I've never heard of meditation. I've never heard of, literally, I was like, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what yoga was about, meditation, none of yeah. that. Now everyone knows what this is about, but yeah. at the time I didn't. And I was lying down there in the pod and you know, the environment is so good. And I was going through a few things about training and everything that were um, weighing on me. They mm -hmm. were weighing on me. And um, yeah, it, I spent like an hour lying down. I didn't even do the class. And I came out of it, I was like, I get it. It was like, I just <laughs> like, like, a, a, like a realization. It was like, literally a realization. I was like, what's this about? And that was the moment that things turned for me when I realized it wasn't just about going in and stretching. There was something else to it yeah. that I quite didn't know what it was, but I knew that was because yeah. I've just experienced it. Yeah, yeah. honestly, that's like, <laughs> I, I really relate to what you said because I remember the first time I went and we were talking about it before and, um, like the, I went to a normal gym before and they used to do a yoga class there and like not in a bad way but the only people who used to go was like middle-aged women and I was yeah. like so when my friend was telling me about hot pod I was like even though it's like sounds like it's in, in a pod and all that I'm saying it's still yoga it's still just gonna be yeah. like middle-aged women I don't it's not gonna be for me yeah. but like somehow it's convinced me to go and I'm like all right cool I'll try it and I remember just going in the first time and like within like halfway through the session I just felt like I was like, this is so sick. Yeah. I'm like, honestly, like everything, it's like everything that happens outside that pod wasn't relevant in, them, yeah. in that moment. Everything was like, it was just like a big release. Um, I remember at the time I was like going through some family stuff and honestly, like it was the best time because it was the first time I actually didn't think about any of that and it was like so needed. And then I started going more, like coming to more classes and like 
doing it around football as well. So like when I was playing football and I was getting like tight muscles, I remember used to, what's good as well is that you ask like, have you got anywhere that's like, are you in pain anywhere? Like, do you want to focus on any specific like body parts? So then like you could go around that a bit. So like if anywhere was in pain, we'd work on that in the session and like you just come out feeling like, honestly brand new. Mm. I, I, I yeah. felt like so fresh after I come out of uh, the hot pod sessions. Um, so yeah, I guess thank you guys for yeah. actually starting up. Do know, yeah, do you know what is, do you know what's really cool is, I mean, even just looking around now, years and years and years ago, I would never have looked at a picture of us three and thought all three of those practice yoga. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah, just, exactly. Just the, and that's what hot pod yoga is doing. And that is the vision that the original creators of hot pod yoga had is it's yoga for the 99% because when they first came up with the idea, it was born out of the fact that only 1% of the population were doing yoga at that time. So we're talking, Mad. they recently had their 10 year anniversary. So we're talking, yeah, Mad. probably Mad. more than 10 years yeah. ago now, 1% That's of the population was doing yoga. So they thought, well, let's change Let's that. work on the 99%. I mean, that's a massive audience. Yeah. And if you can remove barriers that once stopped people from doing yoga, um, find out what those barriers are, and then make yoga more accessible and and it clearly is working because there's three or do it definitely yeah, exactly <laughs> definitely like and i've been and i've seen like all kinds of people from all walks of life in hot pod and like yeah. you wouldn't even think they'd even be interested but they all say the same thing they're all happy when they come out they all feel good and better yeah. in themselves so it's definitely like really good like for you like how has it been um no when you started up so like when you've got the new space now how was like the first initial months like was it what was the response like to be honest everyone came flooding through the doors yeah. i really? think yeah we were very very yeah. surprised to be yeah. honest yeah. We, we were just come out of lockdown there yeah. were still measures in place they were still going on about different variations and people were coming and people were enjoying and at the time we started with what nine was it it was nine we had nine spa pla spaces in the pod okay yeah people were loving it and the more places we started to add to the pod, more people came in. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It was great to see everyone coming back and everyone was ready to heal themselves, take care of themselves. And mm -hmm. yeah. it was really, really good. To watch. And I think loads of people turned to either running or yoga during lockdown. Yeah. And um, unless they had equipment at home, those were the two things that they could turn to. Mm -hmm. So we had an influx of people coming through the doors who had found yoga in lockdown. And if they are able to do yoga in their living rooms and now they just want a teacher, they want a guide, they want someone to kind of double check if they're doing things, I say right, because that's also debatable. Mm -hmm. um, and then they got to experience a vibe that, like I said before, you cannot create at home, but also mm -hmm. that social element. And that's a new addition to this studio, Hot Pod Yoga Leicester version two, <laughs> literally, because in the old studio, you'd go up the stairs and you'd enter the studio space and that was it. It was your changing room, the pod, but the whole space would get locked. So okay. 
you know, normally after a class in our studio, there's that extra space that you can actually chill Just out chill, in. yeah. And that, so, yeah. yeah, you can socialise, you can sit, have a tea or a coffee or something with, a, with another member or with your friends mm -hmm. and meet other people whilst another class is going on. That couldn't happen in the old studio. So it's yeah. definitely something that we wanted to change whilst we had the opportunity to because we also wanted yoga, whilst it's a very personal thing, you, you go in, you do this thing on the map, and you go through your own process of, of life, literally right there. When you leave, you can speak to someone about it or not. Mm. You can literally it's up to go you, home. But yeah, You've got yeah. those options there. And I think that's that's added an element of community that post lockdown we really, really needed. How do you think like people have benefited much from like having that extra space to be able to do them things, to be able to chill or have a chat? Definitely. We like, so, yeah. We've had yeah. lots of good feedback about that that space because it's the first space you come into it's <laughs> when we designed it we thought we, we wanted it to look like a living room we wanted it to look welcoming and like your home away from home so you know i'm a we're both big fans of friends so i just wanted an orange sofa okay, <laughs> and, that, and we've got the orange sofa and you know i've seen people pick up a book from the side and learn a little bit more about yoga. Yeah. So we've got loads of books on the edge that some people have just brought in. Mm. Some are some teacher's books and they've offered them there as like a little addition and you can sit, learn about poses and the philosophy and just go a little bit deeper into it. And I've seen so many memories be created there. It's been really nice. Yeah. That's brilliant. So, you know, like, because I hear people say sometimes that it's hard to work with your partner like it's like you shouldn't work with them all day because I don't know it might cause fights and it might cause problems in the relationship so like how do you to like manage and balance that like working together I'm interested for your answer it's now it's it's been great it's been great it's been a massive learning cu curve um, obviously it comes with challenges but also comes with benefits we get to spend we love spending time together yeah we do like, genuinely genuinely do so if I was working somewhere else every time I would have free I would be with her yeah so now I actually get to do life with her we are married like we chose to do life together and this is our approach our we are approaching our relationship is we love being together yeah and we are willing to work together and it, it is joyful it is joyful but it, in the beginning i think it took a little bit of uh, time to find our groove i think mm -hmm. we are now almost three years in we're three years in and also another big factor to to consider is that we're six years apart in age yeah. and that amount of time extra on the planet you know you learn a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so um, and before running Hot Pod, I was actually helping out at my old gym quite a lot, you know, looking after memberships and cleaning and merchandise and all and yeah. all these kind of things. So I had a bit of confidence in terms of running a studio like that. And I remember just like throwing Joe in the deep end and just expecting him to swim. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, just crack on. <laughs> and then we started to figure out our differences, like yeah. our, our skills, our strong points. Yeah. And... It, it, to be honest, it's since getting pregnant that I've really managed to pull away and let... And I'm really managed it, to step in. Really yeah. Interesting, I yeah. Think, like, yeah. And now I see Joe like shine in all the areas because I was just kind of doing all these tasks, all these roles, yeah. and he was kind of like the caretaker for a good few years. Yeah. Whereas now he can, he can run the whole place without me. It's really, really, really good I to see. I think as well, the focus was different in the beginning. Like I was still planning on fighting a lot and 
like I was trying to manage both. Yeah. yeah. But now, like, obviously, we've got the baby on the way, so the focus shifts. It's, shift, yeah. it's like, okay, all my eggs are in this basket, and yeah, yeah. we just can't get it done now. Um, but yeah, like, we are very opposites. So what she's not so great at, I'm actually quite good at, and <laughs> yeah, what yeah. she's great at, I'm really not great at. So we just... But it works, I guess, exactly, then, that exactly. works in your favour. So it, now we're just learning how to work yeah. together. It was, it was actually quite early on as well that we realised that because our lives are so fused together, both personally and then with business, yeah. we had to find some way to separate it, otherwise we'll be talking about it all day. So that's when we decided to do business meetings. Okay. So we would meet at a coffee shop and just be like Tash and Joe hot pod owners mm. and not Tash and Joe the partners. Yeah. And we'd look at all the tasks and then we'd allocate them. Like, right, which ones are you doing? Mm-hmm. Which ones am I doing? Which ones could both of us do depending on what gets done? Yeah. And that's been really, really helpful. And again, that was where we noticed how many jobs I didn't let go of. Okay. Because <laughs> I would just hold on to all the jobs and then and then get overwhelmed and then feel like yeah. really under pressure. Um, but now we've been in a, we're in a position now where I have to relinquish all control yeah. and I have to grab it yeah. and he has to just take yeah, it on it's been great to be fair like pregnancy and a hot pot together yeah. been actually a great journey I yeah. think so I think he taught us a lot as well mm. as human beings yeah. as business partners. and I think it's important as well for the for the members and any any new faces coming in when you see a, a couple running the studio you've got that I mean with us two you've got that male and female energy and mm-hmm it's really good because we fill in gaps that for each other that we couldn't do on our own. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be speaking to all the ladies out there and Joe gets to vouch for all the men. Like he's taught me so much about a guy's body that I didn't understand because I've not mm-hmm. got a guy's body. Yeah. And in, in the physical practice, that's important to kind of recognize and understand so that you don't expect certain postures and movements yeah. out of each other. And also just the people that we're speaking to. So he's managed to, bring so many guys into the into the studio purely like through the gym mm-hmm. athletes and um and then obviously I, I speak to quite a lot of girls i've been working in the industry of promoting female activity for like pretty much all my life <laughs> so that's always been my focus but as we know with yoga it already attracts a lot of women yeah and the focus is on getting more guys yeah. to to find that they have a place on the mat as well have you seen like more like males start to come to hot pod now definitely like, definitely but i don't know why but it feels like it's still uh, men are not just going for it you yeah know? like it's still they, a bit of like yeah. a stigma around it, i guess or a bit a little bit or yeah i remember during lockdown i was working in the factory and i i, would, I started doing yoga every single day and all of a sudden my mindset just changed changed and i was walking into a place that i disliked and i didn't enjoy and i was happy and i was smiling and i was just making it fun mm-hmm. and i think that's what we need in life is to make things fun and to enjoy them mm-hmm. but to do that we have to actually go in and kind of like take all the barriers out of the way yeah. and to be able to be like all right i can actually be joyful joyful i don't need to hold on to all this nonsense that might be holding on from the past Mm -hmm. and stretching helps the body to release emotions and helps the body to like settle and helps you feel comfortable within yourself this is just in a normal perspective a real um, person's perspective right then when you come to athlete's perspective 
your ability to know where your body is, you were a footballer. The ability to know where your body is, is really, really important. Where and that, yeah. And then, for example, for me, what yoga has brought to me into, in terms of kickboxing is I'm able to create adjustment with my body without much thinking. Okay. So if someone, imagine if I throw a hook and someone says, give me more hip, I'll be able to give more hip because I know where my hip is. Mm -hmm give me my more foot i'll be able to turn my my foot a little bit more because i know where my foot is so the yoga has actually helped you mm. be like is it actually in better you as a kickboxer than the i yoga? think so i think so i think so physically especially physically um the ability to adjust is different for me also <laughs> mentally obviously but it sounds yeah. really like obvious oh i know where my hip is if you ask someone in town where's your hips they can point but in the moment People are yeah, actually yeah. more disconnected than you realise. I remember my first time on the mat thinking, this is, this is I'll, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And finding it actually quite challenging. I didn't do a nurturing flow. I did a hot oh, pod really? flow. But the I, don't know, was, I don't know yeah. if I could have started off there, but, to be fair. Yeah, it was, it was a really strong class and yeah. I was shaking. I was yeah. like trembling. But again, I, I wasn't in a place where I knew how to listen to my body. Mm -hmm. um, you know, coming from uh, such a competitive sport, you compete with yourself. And so many people in, in general compete with themselves. They, they've probably got a rhetoric going on in their mind where they're beating themselves up or mm -hmm. comparing or judging or assessing. And then you've got just the rat race of life. Everything's so busy. Yeah. So when you go onto the mat and actually you've got a teacher saying, it's not about doing better. Um, it's not about being good at anything. And th there is nothing to be good at in yoga. You know, when mm. you think, oh, I'm getting good at this almost have to check yourself and go what's there to be good yeah at? i think that is brilliant like <laughs> how you guys do that though because i remember i obviously it was a great first experience but when i went into a class where there was more people i will it would be so easy to look at like yeah. someone next to me and i'm thinking like they're getting lower in that position than me yeah. and their body can do things my yeah. body can't do yeah. but then you'll say things like it's it's your class like this is your time so like it did take me a few sessions, but I did start to just focus on me. That's and I know you say you can't get good, but my goal was like, can I get deeper in that stretch than I did last yeah. session? Mm. And like, that was my win. So I wasn't looking yeah. at anyone else to say, oh, I can't, can I, can I not do the same thing as them? Yeah. And I think that's like really good. Cause then like, it's, it's just like a weight lifted a bit. Cause if I'm like looking at someone else and they're doing, in my eyes, brilliant, they're doing things I can't do. I'm a bit down and now I come out of the session not feeling so great yeah, about it's myself. Comparison, yeah. isn't it? Non comparison. And I mean, we encourage our teachers, our actual teaching team, to go to the pod as much as possible as students. One, so that they are also familiar with how it feels being in the class. Yeah. Um, and it helps them become better teachers. But also, I think it's really, really valuable for the members to see the teachers as students because a lot of the time you'll be surprised that the teachers all use the bricks quite a lot. Yeah. Especially because we move so often, we have to also be careful not to go too deep too often in poses because you can, like for example, I'm really hypermobile naturally. So my goal is not about flexibility, more about stability and strengthening. So mine's about engaging myself in certain postures rather than sinking into them. So I might have my bricks on like the tallest setting and to a lay person in, in yoga, if you, if even back in the day, if I didn't know what I know now, I'd think oh, she must be not very flexible. Mm -hmm. That's why she's using the bricks. Whereas now I understand that 
actually it's just what I've chosen for that day and mm-hmm. some days I feel really tight if I've lifted weights the day before actually I do feel like really deep yeah. in my stretch and it just teaches you every day is different but the more people we get on the mats the more we'll understand this and it you'll carry that that um, understanding off the mat so you know when you meet someone in real life and maybe they're different today they're a bit moody or whatever you don't take anything at face value anymore you start to go well why like maybe yeah, there's yeah. something behind that and you just kind of go through life with a little bit more grace i think do you think that's a good thing yeah. that you now go through that why would you say so well given having more grace yeah, in life yeah. i think um what something that i always say when when i am teaching before i was pregnant is just know that by stepping onto the mat today you're not just looking after yourself, you're also looking after those around you. Mm -hmm. Because I know whenever I've kind of fallen off the wagon and and I'm not practicing as much, and when I say practicing, it doesn't even mean the physical practice of yoga, because the physical practice of yoga is one of eight limbs. So yoga actually has eight limbs to it. There's a physical practice, there's breath work, and then there's a whole way of life. So when I fall off the wagon and I'm not really practicing as much, I notice that even within myself, any frustrations, any irritability, that is then passed on to those around me because of how I speak to them or how I deal with them or if I don't have as much patience as usual. And that's why I always say that getting on the mat, you're also looking after those around you. So if you are practicing regularly and you've filled up your cup, you've done something for you, you're going to go through life with a little bit more grace and you're not going to let things kind of reach you in a way that's going to affect you badly as well yeah the world that you see outside comes from the inside so yes. the way you look at yourself is the way you go and look at the world even if we are not really aware of it most times it happens so if you are having a bad day it's like everything that you see is bad yeah you can only focus on that feeling mm-hmm. but if you're having a great day everything is great someone could come to you and just be completely offensive if you're having a great day you'd be like Tom no problem thank you bye you know what I mean like do you know when you started that I just had this imagination about you with a really long beard sitting in a lotus position like sad guru (laughs) like it's just the way that he just quoted that off the meaning of life (laughs) but it's true it came to me about sad guru because he does say all all of human experience. experience comes from within. All mm-hmm. human experience happens from within. But how many of us go within? Yeah. yeah. How many of us stop, like just stop? It's not easy. It's, it's not is, easy. Yeah, it's hard. It, it takes yeah. a lot of commitment. It takes a lot of commitment. And some days feel easier than others. Just like stepping in on the mat. Some days you yeah. feel great and strong. Some days you feel maybe a bit weaker, maybe a bit stiffer. Maybe things didn't go the way you planned, planned it. But... Mm-hmm. It's like life, isn't it? But yeah. the mat is like a um, um, safe place that you can go to find out about yourself. And from that safe place, you can bring the teachings or the learning that you had and bring it into the world, into your life and make whatever you want with it. Yeah. Do you ever like have trouble like trying to preach that to people? Because I guess like people won't always get like you have to go and like to them it might be like what do you mean by that like and then you might be trying to explain it you're explaining it perfect but still it's not clicking yeah. uh, in my opinion i think you get to a point like you can't really tell people what they should be feeling or they or ch- we they just should provide be, the space you know. yeah yeah we yeah. provide the space we be like well 
this is our view, this is what we think of the world. You can take it or leave it, it's entirely up to you, but we cannot force anyone to. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's why Hot Pod Yoga, the way it's designed, is so powerful because it's all based on the, the experience. Mm-hmm. It is a, an experience mm-hmm. as you go. And that in itself makes people talk about it. They'll go home and go, oh my God, I've just been to this place. It was dimly lit. It was purple. It smelled amazing. Mm. The music was really cool. The teacher was really welcoming. There were so many options. I had a great time and I left feeling better than I came in. Mm. So it's more about the experience and that way, you know, for me, for example, if I went and it was a normal room, just a room, a room like this, you know, you put the lights on or, or you don't have the lights on and you've got a mat, maybe it's warm, maybe it's not warm, maybe you're cold a little bit. And then you've just got to focus on everything this teacher teacher says. And it has a little bit of Sanskrit in there, um, which is beautiful, but maybe the teacher doesn't explain it. And then I've got to connect with all these muscles and body parts that she's telling me to to do. It's going to be hard. Yeah, it's just, you know, maybe I just don't feel as cozy and as open and as, you know, receptive to the Mm -hmm. whole experience. And maybe I have to really understand what yoga is about to to get it, Mm -hmm. you know. Whereas when I first went into the pod, I was like, well, it's cozy. I don't have to worry mm. about my temperature. Like, yeah. I feel good. It's not an unbearable heat. You know, it's 37 degrees. Our body temperature is around 38 degrees. So it's a, it's not an unbearable heat. And I let, I, you leave with this multi-sensory experience that you've just had. And I think that just makes things so much easier so that you don't have to go around preaching. They preaching is is like dragging people you know we don't we don't really believe in preaching we mm. even as especially as hot pod yoga it's definitely that's not what we do mm-hmm. what we do is we we create a beautiful space we create a space that you want to come back to and we leave the experience open to the person who's going to receive the experience and everyone's experience is different with a similar thread kind of running through it yeah, I get you. So, the pregnancy and work, how's yeah. that been for you? Has it been a struggle? Has it been no, easy? I feel blessed, to be honest. Really? Um, I think, had I uh, been doing what I was doing before, which was running around Leicester to all these schools teaching kickboxing, I probably would have really struggled. Um, and then before that, I was a lawyer. That's mm. that's always a, a real spin because it's so, totally yeah, different yeah, from what I used to I do. I want to guess as yeah, well. Yeah, totally different from what I do now. And I did that for two years and that's a nine to five. So okay. if I was doing that, I probably would have had a million and one symptoms and going through pregnancy, running hot pod yoga. I think if I was doing it on my own, it probably would have been really stressful, mm. but obviously I've got Joe and mm-hmm. he's took on so many tasks and the team, you've met most of them. I yeah, I think now. most of them, yeah. Um, I think we're, we're just so fortunate mm. that the team love hot pod as much as we do yeah yeah. you know we got married a year ago and then we had three weeks off so we had the wedding and like two weeks of honeymoon or something like that um three weeks off and the team just ran the whole place it was all good yeah Yeah. you know because they all kind of go in they teach but they they look after the space yeah they look after the members and we don't necessarily have to be there Mm -hmm. but we love being there as well yeah um the hardest bit for me is not teaching because it's hot yeah when you're pregnant you can't overheat and 
And to be honest, I think it's been nice for me to kind of go more inward mm -hmm. and just kind of be with myself and not have too many things to do. Yeah. Has that like affected you mentally, you know, like not being able to teach? Uh, probably in, in a positive way. It started off as a struggle um, because I think I've been teaching for so many years. It became my identity. Yeah. And we all know what happens when we have an attachment to something and then that thing is no longer around you know we feel it yeah but it's important to recognize that that is not who we are and we don't need the things that we're attached to um if they serve us in that moment then great um but there's a time and a place for everything and everyone so i think it's been a positive thing for me when I teach, I give my absolute everything. Like Joe would see me, I come home and sometimes I'm shaking, you know, and I need a shower, I need to cleanse myself because mm -hmm. I don't just teach movement. I'm pointing my students somewhere that maybe they haven't been before mm -hmm. and kind of holding a space and making them feel safe and holding them, holding about 24 people. And then those 24 people will come out and some of them will tell me their deepest, darkest stuff and I can feel it. And sometimes I have to really like make sure that I separate myself from what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a struggle to not teach because I felt like, I've always felt like it's my purpose to, to impart something, something good, you know, as we pass through this life. <laughs> But at the same time, I'm reconnecting with a new purpose and a new role for me that's maternal. And that's a whole other story yeah. that I could talk about for hours. So like Joe now, like, now it's like you say it's more, I guess, responsibility at the studio for you. Do you think you've enjoyed that challenge like for yourself? Yeah, I actually did. Yeah. I actually did. And as she's saying, it's like uh, she's stepping into a role of being a mother i'm stepping into a role of being a dad mm -hmm. so almost feel like stepping into that role of being a provider and i think this is what pregnancy has kind of brought to me um the ability to actually show myself that i can do this without like basically just me obviously we still work together but i'm doing most of the things and um yeah it's been it's been a great challenge it's been a great challenge that i've been welcoming with my arms open and i've been just going through it as best as I can and you know get ready yeah <laughs> we touched on there like how like how the team has helped like how amazing the team's been so like how do you actually how did you pick the team like how do you pick the people that work there and things like that uh, so we've actually got a mix of teachers that were already teaching before even I was teaching mm. so at the old studio so we kind of inherited already amazing teachers okay perfect and then there's another half of teachers that we have found ourselves through either recruitment at one point we did recruit we haven't really had to recruit we've only done it once um since then i think we've built ourselves a nice reputation as studio owners to the point that we we have a wait list no. we have a wait list of teachers that want to teach mm -hmm. and we just haven't got the space because yeah. as you know we've got like over 30 classes and at the start of the year we had 41 classes in the week so we've got a lot of classes mm. and we also we also value like our team 
are self-employed yoga teachers, they're freelance yoga teachers. So we think it's important that they can make a decent living off of it. So we don't just want to give them one class a week, we want to be able to give them multiple so that they can actually earn a living mm. out of it and really get to know the space even more. So it's like inside out in yeah. their minds. So we've got a big team. Um, in terms of choosing who joins the team, we are really, really picky actually, <laughs> because it's not just whether you've got your 200 hour teaching qualification, that if, if we just went by that, we could have anyone on board. But again, as you will know, as someone who's experienced the pod and the classes, we need a variety so that you know if you don't quite click with a yoga teacher you've got options yeah. we want you know we want us all to be different so that you've got that variety you're not just hearing the same person over mm -hmm. and over and over again if the whole timetable was me you'd get bored if the whole timetable was joe you'd get bored so we've got all these different personalities and people who've learned all around the world some who mm -hmm. have done their teacher training here some in spain some in india there's the options are endless nowadays but the other thing is that they've got to gel well with the team um even though we kind of just pass each other we are like a little family we have a whatsapp group we chat all the time you know we're there for each other and then the other thing is being able to understand the brand of hot pod yoga because sometimes even when you do your teacher training you can you can get very precious over you know your sequence you could create this beautiful mm -hmm. sequence and there are some really nice sequences that you can create but that might work for your body and you might enjoy it but then you get 24 people in the pod and you've got you know you've got bob from a construction site you know and you've got someone who's brought their auntie in and has just had a knee operation like <laughs> six months ago and you know you've got all these different bodies and then you've got an athlete in the pod and then you've got someone who's been on the mat for 20 years and is super bendy and flexible and can balance on the head for 20 minutes you've got so many different people in your pod you have to greet all these people with a big smile on your face get to know who's in your pod ask them about their day see how they're feeling like you said have you got any injuries? We ask these things and your whole sequence might just go out, it the, window, might just go yeah. out the window. So um, in general, we've got uh, flows, we've got hot pod flow, dynamic flow, nurturing flow, foundation flow. And they are all, they all have their own kind of sequence that is adaptable to each teacher so that they can still make it their own, but it's able to encompass everyone in the pod. And the main thing is that a yoga teacher realizes that they are there for the people in front of them and not for themselves. And I think that we've, I think that we've smashed that with our team. I think mm. we've got a really, really amazing team. And there are people they were already coming to Hot Pod and they were already they enjoying already it. it. Yeah. They loved the environment. They knew exactly what was it about. So I think that's what makes our team great as well. Yeah. Like yeah. They love the brand mm -hmm. and they love the experience and and there's some homegrown yeah. there's some homegrown i mean i i'm homegrown <laughs> i came through the pod i came as a as a beginner yeah. on the intro offer did the teacher training and then taught and then ran the studio and that's the that's the opportunity that you can get in hot yeah. pod and with our next teacher this is a sneak peek because no one knows this yet so our next teacher is also homegrown is someone who's been a member for a long time loves it 
studied it and has been training up for a, mm. a while now with us and will be our next newest teacher. When will we see the announcement? You will see the announcement. When are we going to announce uh, before it? Before the end of the before year. Before the okay. end of the year. Um, it's a, a male teacher and it's been interesting because usually it's actually quite a struggle to get male teachers and we now have Good you... Point. Three, four, four, counting me plus this new this one. This new five. one, so that'll be five, and that's that's quite good. Yeah. What do you think the? Because I know before we talk about how only one percent of there was at the nation that was doing yoga. Yeah. What do you think the percentage would be now? Do you know the percentage or? No do, idea. do you know what? I did think about that the other day. Mm-hmm. I did think about it. I reckon it would be higher. Um, it depends on what you're kind of classing it on. Like, does that person have to be doing yoga once a week or mm. twice a week? But it, it would definitely be higher, yeah, especially post lockdown. More and more people have experienced yoga. I think, yeah, lockdown made yoga massive because mm. it was well, a workout yeah. you could do at home yeah, without yeah. having any equipment. Mm-hmm. And you'd still feel good, you get a bit of headspace. So, yeah, definitely more people. I, I mean, if get. you were to think about everybody that you know in your life, or maybe your circle of friends, and maybe a percentage of them that have at least experienced yoga once now. How many do you think that'll be? Majority. It's, yeah, literally. Isn't it? Like, it is mad. Yeah, you, fully. A majority. Do you know the meaning of the word yoga? No. What is no. it? No, no. So what yoga is, is actually a Sanskrit word that means union or unity. Okay. And it's a concept basically of I say basically, it's not basic at all. <laughs> That's why we have yeah. to practice it. Um, but bringing the mind, the body and the breath together. In, together in one place. And that's why we say practice in yoga and it's yoga practice, not yoga perfect. Because even whilst you're on a yoga mat, you won't be practicing, you will be practicing yoga, but you won't be in union 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point you might think about your shopping list or something. You know, you might be lying down thinking what you've got to do tomorrow. Yeah. And you zip in and out. And you will have heard the teachers saying, you know, if your mind wanders off, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's normal. Um, but if you notice your mind has wandered off, then without judgment, so without telling yourself off, just kind of pull your awareness back and we tend to use the breath as an anchor something to kind of attach it to Mm -hmm. so bring your mind back on the breath because the breath is always present Mm -hmm. it's never past and it's never future so when you are watching your breath if you can watch your breath for 60 minutes amazing it's hard work honestly hard work but But it's about bringing that awareness of when you've zipped off Mm -hmm. because that, that essentially is what mindfulness is as well. People have used that term so often nowadays in the past few years and still think it means empty mind, but the clue is in the name. It says mindfulness. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have an empty mind. And actually it's about being mindful. So if your mind's wandered off, but you haven't noticed it, it's like about practicing. My mind has wandered off. Oh, let me just bring bring it back. I don't need to be there just yet. Mm-hmm. I'm here now. I need to pull myself back here. And again, bringing it back to the pod, I think the reason why it's become so popular is it's just a helpful tool. 
Mm. It's a helpful tool because there's nothing on the walls. There's no walls. It's it's a dome. Yeah. There's nothing there to stimulate your mind and remind you of something. Yeah. It's no distract. Hardly any, no yeah. distractions in there. Basically. That's it. You're zipped away. Like you hear that zip go, <laughs> and you hear the zip, and you're like, oh. Yeah. That's it. Your you phone's know, your not times with you. Like Literally, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let it go now. No, and even gone. even the color, the purple color, is specific. That specific shade has a psychological effect on the mind everything mm. has been chosen with purpose yeah. to aid the 21st century busy mind no i could definitely yeah. vouch for that like because I, I remember coming to a class um and i purposely went for the reason that on that same day i had um something that i was doing but i was really like stressing about it like how am i going to do this and it was just so i just needed to like fully get out of that like head frame and just switch off for like an hour and honestly it was like the best thing ever because as soon as I come out all the things that I thought were going to be problems they weren't problems anymore yeah. and I actually was able to see a bit clearer and a That's bit like it. with a, a, I was just in a better mind frame and I just yeah. thought it was brilliant like even you can just go for an hour and then come out feeling so much better um, so yeah I do have a question for you both um, just before we finish off uh, I'll ask you first Joe and it's what is the biggest life lesson you've took from your own life um, trust the process. I like that. Trust the process. Got it tattooed. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it. Honestly, I live by that one, man. Biggest life lesson I would say is that every single thing that that is put in front of you that seems like an obstacle, every single one, even if it makes you feel like crap. <laughs> It has been put there for a purpose and you've got three options. You can either kind of bury yourself, almost kind of uh, go backwards or spiral. That's option one. Option two, you let it paralyze you. So you stop and you go, well, I can't go any further. I'll just stay here. Or you can squeeze every last bit of juice out of it and catapult forwards like it's going to be tough it's going to be dark it's going to be cloudy there's going to be so many these things are going to happen anyway you know any kind of challenge any kind of obstacle but it's there to teach us so in the past year I would say has been the most consistent I've been in terms of something coming into my life that I don't quite enjoy I don't quite like it but instead of moaning about it or paralyzing myself or hiding away I'll ask myself, what is this here to teach me? Mm. And the more you do that, the more you do it, you become it, you you, you end up flying through life. Like, as soon as you start asking yourself, what is this here to teach mm. me? You've surrendered and that in itself empowers you to, to move forward. Thank you. <laughs> powerful, powerful messages. But honestly, I'd like to thank you both for coming on the pod. It's thank been amazing. You. Really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah. Thank you guys for watching, listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. And yeah, until next time.